It's important to eventually get a comprehensive financial plan for yourself, but sometimes even just a few minor adjustments in your portfolio can make a big difference. On this episode, we're going to pick up our conversation for the second half of Easy Wins and Personal Finance with Sean Lee from Elevated Retirement Group, right here on Retirement Elevated. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Sean, welcome in, buddy. We're going to do the uh, second half of our podcast from a couple of weeks ago where we talked about some easy wins in personal finance. We went through five. We got five more we're going to pick up this week and talk about on the show. So we'll get into that in just a second. But what's going on with you? How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Just living the dream, I guess. You know? Yeah, just <laughs> no. you guess. No, no we're, doing, we're doing great. <laughs> That's good. Staying uh, busy. It's, it's November, right? So we're in the years winding down fast. So are you getting all your uh, holiday stuff starting to get checked off? Got the... Uh, you know, kids rocking and rolling with the holiday season. You know, us. I, I've taken more of a proactive approach this year in the Christmas shopping and stuff. And, okay. And, you know, my son's pretty easy. Anything baseball. He's good. Right. He's, he's good with. Right. And, and so we've, we're pretty much done with him. It's now it's my daughter and then uh, my wife. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, make sure you don't drop the ball. <laughs> I, still got, I still got some time. You got plenty of time because it's just, we're just in the later November right this minute. So you still got a little time, <laughs> but it does go fast. So just be careful. But anyway, let's jump in. We'll do our conversation. Uh, so we talked about five places on the prior episode uh, and we had to make some tweaks. So the audio should be a lot better this week as well because you guys have moved into the new space and we made some adjustments. And, uh, and so now the new space is really rocking from the podcast standpoint, which is really cool. But if, you know, if you're checking out the show and you listen to these five episodes, these five uh, pieces that we're going to talk about, uh, and you didn't catch the, the prior five, you don't necessarily have to, but certainly not a bad idea to go check that out. So listen to the prior episode uh, on this topic. And of course, you can find all that stuff at retirementelevatedpodcast.com. That's the podcast page if you'd like to go there. Or you can just stop by, of course, Sean's main website, which is elevatemyretirement.com. And also get yourself onto the calendar with him to schedule some time to have a conversation with him and the team there at Elevated Retirement Group. So check that out. We'll have all that information in the show notes as well. All right, so let's pick it up with number six out of the total 10 here, Sean. Uh, analyze tax efficiency of your investments, uh, especially as the year's winding down and we're starting to get into the new year. Not a bad idea to, you know, you know, stay tax focused because in retirement, right? I mean, that's that's probably like the number two component. If income's number kind of king in the deal, I imagine tax efficiency is right there at its side. Well, if, if you put money into tax-deferred vehicles your entire life, you have one choice from a tax perspective when you retire. Mm-hmm. And, and so as you're going through and you're saving more or you're starting to save, you know, I mean, there's we have people that listen to this podcast that are just new savers. So uh, if you're starting to save and you're starting to put money away, or if you're on the tail end and, and you're looking to retire in, in a handful of years, understanding the, the efficiency of where you're putting money down the road is important. So maybe it's some minor tweaks of saying, hey, you know what? I've been slamming money into my into my traditional 401k. Uh, they do have a Roth 401k option. Yes, I'm going to pay a little bit in taxes right now, but it's going to give me some options down the road to determine where I pull money out from a tax perspective. So we, we want to have different tax buckets when we start to withdraw income from taxable money, which is money that is being taxed in the current year, to tax-deferred money, which is money that you've never been taxed on, but you'll be taxed when you pull it out, to tax-free money, 
which is money that you'll never be taxed on when you pull it out. And so we want to make sure that we have money in all three areas, okay. if possible. If possible, right, for sure. Yeah, just like you're going to have different kind of income streams, you know, t- income buckets, if you will, uh, some different tax buckets is certainly a good idea as well. Uh, beneficiary designations, definitely a good idea. And this is a nice, easy win, easy thing to accomplish often. Uh, people sometimes, sometimes kind of forget about it because it is so easy. But that can also be a big problem for people if you have the wrong stuff. And I, I know a ton of advisors, and it seems like every one of them have multiple stories about something that got totally screwy and wonky because someone just didn't take the five minutes to update their beneficiary designation somewhere along the way, and, and it you know comes back to bite somebody in the tush. So, and it's not just like life life uh, insurance policies, right? There's all kinds of things where you can change these. Yeah, any account that you have, or any life insurances, or you know savings accounts, checking accounts, money markets. You know, after tax accounts, you want to have payable on death or transfer on death stipulations. Uh, retirement accounts, you want to, and insurance contracts, life insurance, annuities, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those are beneficiary driven. So you want to make sure that those beneficiaries are updated, especially if you've had a life changing event. You know, it, it's good to review them each, each and every year, but it becomes more important if you've had a life changing event. You get divorced, for example, mm-hmm. uh, and then you and pass away. That's usually away. the big one, right? That's- yeah, and then your ex your ex spouse is the beneficiary, and and that may be okay, but you may not want that either. So just making sure that that everything is is on the up and up, and it's right where you want it to be. It doesn't take long. If you have an advisor, just call your advisor. Yeah. Uh, if you don't, you just have to go through each account that you own and review that, and you can usually do that online. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, this one's a pretty easy fix. And again, it can really save uh, people a lot of heartache down the way, right? And typically, you know, the the old kind of cliche one is, you know, the person gets remarried and they leave the, the original spouse on something and then it just turns into a cluster muck uh, mm-hmm. when somebody passes away, right? So it's an easy one. Just knock it out of there and fix it real quick. Uh, you know, but you may have had a new grandchild or something like, could you know, it could be all sorts of different reasons to update those BDs, uh, those beneficiary designations. And it's very, very easy to do. Just reach out to your advisor uh, and they'll help you walk through that process. Uh, rebalancing your portfolio. End of the year, doesn't really necessarily matter if it's end of the year. It's not a bad idea to think about this different times throughout the year, but certainly uh, this is a nice place where you can adjust some things. Uh, and especially when the world is being as wonky it is right now, Sean, a lot of people say, hey, should I make changes? Do, you know, Is there anything going on out there that makes me, you know, makes me nervous and is it worthwhile to do it based on that? Typically that's not the right way to do it, but it's certainly not a bad idea to just look at rebalancing. Well, and, and and I look at this with 401ks and things like that. You built or your advisor built a an allocation for that portfolio, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's 20% here, 30% there, 15%, whatever, whatever that allocation is. Right. Throughout the course of the year, different asset classes are going to perform differently. You know, bond market is, is down again this year. And so bonds have really struggled. What rebalancing does is it just shaves off some of the winners and goes out and buys some of the, the holdings that uh, underperformed. Mm-hmm. And, and when you do that, it gets your allocations back to exactly how you wanted them. And in your 401ks, you can set it up to where it just auto rebalances. 
Yeah, yeah a lot of this anymore. This stuff is definitely automated, right? You can yeah, certainly put it on do autopilot. That. Yeah, but it's worthwhile to take a look at some of the different things that you may have going on in you know your total plan, right? As mm-hmm. far as like the risk tolerance and things of that nature, uh, and just making sure that you're in the right frame of you know kind of headspace and and everything's kind of lining up with what's going on in your life, right? So because as we age, we're, all that stuff changes, right? So you may have had a portfolio set a certain way, and you maybe haven't touched it for a couple of years, and it's certainly time to do that, right? Because it, right. obviously there's always outside environments and, and, and elements going on that can factor into that stuff, like what we're seeing in the world and stuff. So make sure you're rebalancing. And do you understand the proper the proper emergency fund to have? That's number nine on our total list here. You know, think back to think back to COVID a little bit on this, Sean. It's like how many people got burned by not having an emergency fund when they maybe didn't have a job to go to for a while, right. place closed down, or or maybe it was permanent too, right? Who knows? But just having that fund there in case things go wrong is is just a, a really good sound idea. Well, and I use my own family as an example. Mm-hmm. About a month and a half ago, my my daughter was hurt uh, at cheer. Oh, you know she was dropped and she hit her head. She knocked her out and oh, you know she got a concussion. But we had to take her. She had to go by ambulance to primary children's, and it was a big to do, right? CT right. scans and. Um, x-rays and, and fortunately she didn't have any brain bleeds or swelling good, or broken good. bones she has she, had a, she has a concussion she's going through those symptoms right but now the bills are starting to come in mm. and an ambulance ride isn't cheap no you know no. uh ct scans and x-rays and time in the hospital it's just not it, even it's with not insurance cheap. it's not cheap right right and, and this this is not something that even though it was a school activity it's not covered by the school and that that's okay i, I get that right but but thankfully, we've got a, a, a pot of money that is there for emergencies, and right. and now we can we can pay the bills, we can we can cover the costs of, of of this event without real stress or anxiety, and understanding how much you need is is all going to be. We talked about this with savings accounts. We it's all going to be personality driven. Right. Right. You know, and, and how much is, is enough? You know, is it is it ten grand that you just have to the side? Is it twelve months of of expenses? Mm-hmm. But having having that money there allows for you to cover those those costs of you know hospital bills or your hot water heater goes out or you need to buy a new roof or you need to paint your house. You know, whatever it may be, you know, life happens. Yeah, over and above what the insurance companies cover. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. And and again, just you know. Sometimes people have that. It's kind of the same thing as we started with, you know, just what's the proper amount of cash to have, right? It's something on hand. There's going to be different kind of levels to what makes somebody feel good, especially in a, in a married relationship. It might be where one person wants to see that a little higher than the other. And so it's just finding the right balance uh, for the needs that you guys have to, to be in at least a decent spot to handle things when those true emergencies do come down the pike. Right. So, yeah. And I'm glad she's all right, by the way. So, Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah she's, she's doing great. Well, <laughs> she's still got some symptoms, but she's, she's progressing. Good, good. Good. So good Good to hear on that, that she's moving in the right direction. All right, so the final one here, number 10, is talking about automation a second ago. Automate your savings, right? So especially if you're still working and you're, and you're climbing the mountain of retirement, uh, why not consider doing so, right? Just have that automatic thing. Because often we hear, hey, look, if you just do it, you'll never miss it, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just kind of even thinking about it. And that's a great way to get your future self set up because you still got to pay your future self. And that's why retirement plans through your employer are so valuable, right? It's, it's automated. Hopefully that your employer gives you a match. 
you every single paycheck you got money coming out you don't even think about it you don't miss it mm-hmm. for the most part right um, and I can tell you that from my experience savings is it's addictive so the more money that you <laughs> save the more money you want to save right oh I want to see that grow you know, and oh, I, okay, I saved $500 this month. I wonder if I can save 550 next month. Mm-hmm. And and then it becomes, you know, a battle or a journey within yourself. Of, all right, I'm saving this money. How can I save more money? And how can I, how can I really make these habits really help me down the road? And, and so, you know, automating it is really an easy way to do it. If, if you leave it up to yourself to sell, well, I got to transfer $2,000 over next month because I've been building it. It might be hard to, to push that button and transfer the money. Right. But if over every month there's six, five or $600 that are going and you don't even see it, it's not even part of your world. It's not even part of your thought process. Now it becomes savings becomes really easy. And at the end of the year, you're like, whoa, I saved an extra 10 grand. <laughs> Where would that come from, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, finding extra money so to speak is always nice, right? You kind of look in there and even though it's, you know, money you've been putting in there, it almost kind of has that found money feel to it. You're like, "Whoa, I didn't think it was that, you know, at that number." Right. Uh, so that's a good thing. So yeah, I mean, just automate that stuff where you can and that way especially um, you know, it kind of takes away that tendency to to spend it, right? Cuz it's you're only going to it's only going to one of two places, right? You're either going to save it or you're going to spend it. So Right. Yep. Might as well try to save some up. So there you go. That's our uh, podcast wrap up here. So the last two episodes have been about some easy places to make some adjustments and hopefully tweak some things for your retirement journey. And of course, if you need some help, you know, obviously a very easy place to do is to get a professional to help you do it, uh, especially if you just don't have the right acumen or the right time uh, allotment, right? Because it can certainly get very time consuming sometimes to make sure that we're managing ourselves for our future retirement and our future selves. So get on the calendar with Sean and his team. Reach out to him at elevatemyretirement.com. That's elevatemyretirement.com. And uh, you can also just call him at 855-507-3847. That's 855-50-RETIRE. Or just, again, stop by the website, elevatemyretirement.com. All right, Sean, thanks for hanging out, buddy. And uh, it's always good to talk with you. And I'm, I'm glad everybody's doing well and on the right and going in the right direction. And Look forward to chatting with you in December. Sounds good, brother. Thank you. All right, man. Have yourself a good week, and we'll catch you next time here on Retirement Elevated. Hit that subscribe button or follow button on Apple or Spotify or uh, whatever Google's doing now. I think they're merging all their podcast platforms into one thing on YouTube. But either way, give us a follow, and that way you can check out new episodes when they come out. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisors.